if 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 Clint starts going all, we're all like, nope, game over. I'm out. Right. Welcome to Alter Economics Presents. I'm Alex and disturb. <laughs> turning my phone on do not disturb mode because I forgot to remind you guys about that. Who are on you? It. I'm Jared. Greetings, programs. I'm back. Is your phone on do not disturb? Yeah. I, For I, reals? I, I did my job. For reals, though? I mean, you said I before. I did my job. I, I mean, swear. we have if you proof. call me, I'm going to punch you. Will it go through? No. Well, I think we should test that. I'll still punch point. you, though, because I'll feel it on my wrist. Well, that's not the same as hearing it. So I still says, feel it on my wrist. Hey, look at that. Cool. Let's see how it goes with your alarm, though, in 20 minutes when that goes off. Anyway, <laughs> hello, everybody. We're back. Uh, we took a week off because holidays and food. So the holiday was Thanksgiving. So we decided, hey, let's talk about books that we're thankful for. And oh, I thought we were going to talk about books that had genocide in it. Uh, I mean, it could be both. There, could, there is. I'm, I imagine there is probably some overlap somewhere with that. I don't want to dig too deep because I get sad real fast. Oh. But, yeah. And, and hey, uh, it's December 1st, so you know what that means. It's time for everybody to spend money on everything. So thanks for giving and thankful for. So, yeah, I'm stretching, folks. This, these are also great stuff that you can give to get other people. Get out. Hey, hey if, you, if we had done it last week, we would have done it then. But we didn't, so it is what it is. Yeah, anyway, books that we are thankful for that have been given to us or that you should give to someone. I mean, that's a whatever i mean i'm doing things that were given to me so that's what i'm going with uh jared though what's on your list what's um, first on yours first on my list was actually a single issue comic it was birds of prey number eight who gave you that comic jared? i think it was al <laughs> so, sounds like something sure, would do. it was like 10 years ago sounds like something i would do I'm, hey al like, how's it going 90% sure. Anywho. But once I started to think about it, I'm like, wait, am I wrong? Anywho. You know? but anywho. Uh, but uh, yeah, he gave me that issue because that was one we had talked about in the past. And uh, uh, it was one I had mentioned that I was wanted and he had a double of it and gave it to me. It was a issue of um, Nightwing and Barbara Gordon as Batgirl. He took her up on the tra uh, trapeze so she could kind of fly through the air again after being crippled and everything. So it was just a fun comic that, it was a good read, and I was thankful he gave it to me. Wait, hold on. Back up. You picked a Nightwing book? No. No, no I mean, uh, yeah. No, it was a Barbara Gordon book. That's why. It, 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 was, it a, was Birds of Prey. It was a, it was a Barbara Gordon book. That's, that's right. why That's why you wanted it. That's right. And that's why you're thankful for it. <laughs> that, that, that tracks. Adrian, what's on your list? You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's ironic. I didn't know this. <laughs> we'll see how interesting it is. Tell the story, and then we'll tell you if it's interesting <laughs> or not. I think it's interesting. There you go. That now we're getting the book that you made me read. Uh, it's on TV now. It's on the internets, really. Cause why the last man? There's nothing on TV anymore. It's why, just why, on the internet. Why the last man? I actually never read it. Oh. And that's actually not on TV anymore. It got, I mean, no, it's still on. It's just they're not, as of right now, they're not making more. I thought they officially canceled it. Well, but it's still on. You can still watch it. Yeah, but who wants to finish a... Non-finished story. I mean, I'm going to finish it since I'm eight episodes in. I have two episodes that, left. Did they finish the season? I mean, yeah, the season ended. Oh, well, then who wants to keep going? I mean, so anyway. Hawkeye. Umbrella Academy. <laughs> Hawkeye. No, I haven't seen Umbrella Academy either. Uh, Hawkeye. The new Disney Plus Hawkeye is based off of 
the one you made me read. Uh, Matt Fraction. Fraction. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and I remember picking it up, and it was that sketchy, I've talked about this before, that sketchy art that I don't like, which is ironic because it was similar art style is one of my pick of the weeks. And uh, I was like, no, I, I'm not going to like this. And you got it in trade, the first volume. It in like, hardcover. Like no no it was the you gave me the paperback okay wait you got the hardcover I think so. I think I have the complete hardcover upstairs I thought we were friends man uh, I, I don't I... think you ever gave me the other one back so moving on <laughs> don't look at me <laughs> I on. wasn't there <laughs> move along move along TK fourteen one um I loved it uh it was like four or five issues in that trade uh probably five or six and. You made me read it, and I loved the artwork because it went well with the type of story that it was. It was kind of a mystery, down-on-your-luck um, action, just Hawkeye. No superpowers. Not even Hawkeye, just Clint Barton. Right, yeah, it's not even, yeah, because, yeah. Or Hawk Guy, Hawk as, a, guy. as the mafia calls him. Yes. Uh, and so I'm really glad that it's it, they've adapted that. Into into the show, and I don't care what anybody says. I think it's a good show. It, I mean, Two episodes in, out of six, right? And I'm hoping it does well. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the first two episodes, and I'll probably have to watch the next episode tonight. And it's how it, and we can say it's how they've adapted it as much as they can, mm, because mm-hmm. the MCU Hawkeye versus the com- Marvel Comics Hawkeye, kind of completely different, right? In the Marvel and the uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he's more of a family man. Wife, kids, not so sad and depressed. Yes, he was. He was like living out of the gutter or something. He was living in some destroyed apartment building or something at the beginning of that book. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he's not the best with his finances. I mean, there's contrary to popular belief, unless you're Tony Stark, there's real no money in superheroing. What? Yeah. Oh, save the world doesn't matter. Versus MCU, Ooh, I want he was, somebody he, to write that. I want somebody to write normal superheroes, not like, you know, the boys or, you know, it's one of those offshoots ones where it's like Iron Man is hard up for money and he starts charging people for the cats that he saves or the, you know, whatever. I want that to be a story. I want somebody to make like a Bruce Wayne is low on funds. (laughs) Hey, can you Venmo me something before I save your life? You mean a (laughs) heroes for hire? No, no, no. Kind of like, story? actually, like, poor. Like, they were doing all right. Ah, uh, I mean, depends Unbelievable. on... Unbelievable. I mean... Anyway. <laughs> Hawkeye. Hawkeye. So, yeah, I mean... They've I definitely, told you it was interesting and funny. They've definitely changed a lot from the comics. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, in the comic books, he has no wife. He has no kids. Oh, he no. is very much a loser that happens to be a hero. Now, he he does have some money, because he ends up... Spoiler alert for something that's been out for a while... Uh, he does buy the apartment, the whole comp, the apartment building, and like he's the new landlord and takes right. care of them and everything. So it's right. not like he's poor, poor. He's just bad at doing anything other than being a hero. He's bad at life. Who is he in disassembled with? Was he with anybody? Uh, I feel like somebody was extra sad when he died in Avengers Dis- Disassembled. I don't remember. That's been a while ago. But anyway, yeah, Hawkeye. <clears throat> By Matt Fraction, you can buy the complete trade volume. Uh, it's like forty-five bucks. They have the whole run. I just can borrow yours. Uh, you make the first volume, and then we're good. So uh, you heard it here, folks. First one on my volume, my things I'm thankful for is Sex Criminals number one. 
that Mark gave me. He went to New York, I think it was New York Comic, either New York or San Diego several years ago. But they had uh, the writer and artist, Matt, or Chip Zdarsky and uh might be Matt Fraction that were the writer artist combo yes. and he got the he got a signed book by them and gave it to me and I enjoyed the book and it was cool to see I have it hung up around here somewhere up the stairs so that's the one with the alternate cover with the the pink and the, she's got her hair all crazy right correct because that was the one dollar reprint that they had there for sale so it's not the original issue but I don't care it's still yeah, cool it's and still everything cool there. you got somebody to sign it so sex criminals is a story. All right, how are we going to float this? It'll keep episode clean. Um, so when it, they finish, when a man is infatuated with a woman, uh, and they get physically intimate, uh, there are certain peaks that happen during that intimacy. And in this scenario, when they, when both male and or female peak, they freeze time. That's pretty clean. After the, that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I got to give it to you. Uh, so, <laughs> there we go. Uh, there go the rails. Yeah. Good night, everyone. Uh, so earmuffs. Yeah, when they climax, uh, they can freeze time, and they decide, hey, let's use these abilities to be some criminals, and let's rob a bank because we'll just freeze time, rob the bank, do whatever we want, and we're good to go. And there are different rules and stuff that you go along with that. You find out as what the if story they do goes it on, twice. There are rules about that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> where, Clearly, I haven't read it. Yeah, uh, they if they become aroused again while they're in the time that gets frozen, the time goes back to normal. Yeah, so okay. it takes them out of that bubble, okay. so to speak. Uh, but yeah, they decide, hey, let's rob a bank. He works at a bank that he hates his job. They're like downsizing, getting ready to fire him. She ha- owns a library that the bank is foreclosing on her because for some re- like they just upped her payment schedule and everything. Like, oh, you can't do this anymore. And like, hey, hey, screw it. Let's use your knowledge of the bank and let's rob the bank with our sex abilities. Uh, and of course, you find out they're not the only two people in the entire world that have these abilities. There's actually a secret society and a secret sex police that use their abilities. That's right. It gets weird. It gets weird real fast. Uh, is it ongoing still, or is it over? No, it's done. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's really weird. But it was it's a funny series. And if you get a chance, they in each issue they had a letter to the editor page. Where people write weird sex things and like to the writer, to the writer and artist, and they'd just like little illustrations, even that they'd very juvenile folks, very very juvenile. However, in the trade, they don't have all that content on it, hmm. which is sad. But to make up for it, they sold Sex Criminals the volumes, and then just Sex Criminals the comment section was the title of that book. That was called Sex Criminals Just the Tips. <laughs> Again, very juvenile. Uh, but very funny as Jared yeah, is I'm trying chuckling. not right. Jared's trying not to laugh super That's hard. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, but that series, if nothing else, I'm nodding my head with a big smile on my face. It is very memorable. <laughs> um, I I need to I need to finish reading it and read everything. You need so to I, finish. Uh, That's yep. There we have it, folks. Uh, so yeah, it, it's. It was memorable, and I, I'm thankful that Mark got it for me. It's my first thing that I've gotten that was signed, and because I, I don't usually go to conventions because <laughs> I work on Saturdays when conventions go on, so uh, that's one of the few things I have. That's I was like, oh, that's cool, and we have it hung up on the wall, and that's fun. So that's Sex Criminals. You never got me anything. 
Uh, that was before you were working there. When he was he still hasn't gotten me anything. He hasn't gotten me anything <laughs> since, so that's okay. Uh, Jared, what is next on your list? Uh, next on my list wasn't actually... This is just not comic-related. I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, so we went to uh, Indiana Comic-Con, and the guys bought me tickets to go meet uh, Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. So I've got a picture with Stan Lee on my wall. We had a great time. It was a lot of fun. But uh, comic-wise... Um, most of the things I'm thankful for are not necessarily books that have been given to me. It's been recommendations from, hmm. well, mainly you guys, I mean, that's, Josh. We usually Mark. hand it to you and like, here, hey, you should read you, this. you should read this. And I'm like, I trust your guys' judgment. I'm like, okay, bring it up, you know. Sucker. So, yeah. Actually, 95% of the time, you guys have good books. Here, um, there's Nightwing in this. There's no Nightwing in this, but that's okay. <laughs> Pretty much. But, uh, no, like uh, Seven Secrets and Eve. I think you told me to check out Eve. So there's a lot of good ones. I told you about Die. Yeah, yep. I tell everybody about Die. But did, yep. but have you read it yet? I read the first volume. Okay, it was good. Not my cup of tea, but it was good. And that, that's fine. That's one of those like, oh, right. I understand. Wait a minute, this. wait a minute. You can read something, even though you don't like it, and I, judge I, it appropriately. You yeah, get, I you thought it was good. Get out. Yeah, it just wasn't for me. Yeah, sure. But I thought the story was good. The art was good. Everything about it, you know, just no complaints. But just not my thing. So, yeah, I think that's more of what I'm thankful for is a lot of the recommendation. Israel Gibson, he's always thrown recommendations. He's let me borrow some of his books. You he's, know. he's let you ring him up twice yeah, for his own I've, books. I've charged him <laughs> twice for his own books, and you know, I'd forgotten about that. And, what, eight years later? He, his, he, I still have your Transformers. So, But, yeah, a lot of those things. Josh always had some good recommendations. I actually think Josh told me about Why the Last Man. He's like, I think you would like this. So, Did yeah. you say it like that? Yeah, I, it's pretty much Josh. I think mm. you'd like this. I mean, I, I, pretty much everyone should like it. I mean, it's yeah. a pretty good book. Yeah. I mean, it's the same writer as Saga, so. There you go. So, yeah, that's what the things I'm thankful most for is the recommendations. All right. Adrian, what's next on your list? Uh, you mentioned it. And it's one of, okay, so this one's a bittersweet one because I can't stand this book. I can't. I actually don't like it. But. I can't put it down either. I mean, you can you can when you run out of the volume. I don't give you the next one well, yet. Yeah, no, it's but it's it's saga, and we're talking about it. And I just yes, you're making me read it because that's what we're going to talk about because it's going to come out again in January, and because it's good. And this is the best way I can come up with to make you read it, if you say so. I can't put it down, and I'm excited for uh, issue 55 in January. And, um, and we haven't. Even and I kind of don't want to pick it up. In January, I kind of want to just get it in trade. And we're only two thirds now with this week. It was only two thirds of the way through because there are nine volumes total, right? Nine that are, that are out. Okay, this is volume six. So we got three more weeks after today. It's it's a romance novel. It's I I can't stand it, but I can't put it down either. If I remember correct, nine is absolutely amazing. Eight has a really good holy crap moment. Well, I mean, it, it has to build. I mean. No, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I'm just saying, like, you like you like it now, and I agree, it's good. But then it starts to get into no, you the, disagree. It's good. And then it gets to be more and more and more. Holy crap! And and there are certain kind of cliche things that Kayvon is doing, that Bri Bri Kayvon is doing, and it just, um, it's cliche, but it works. Yeah, he's doing very simple things. Yeah, and it works. That's it. Like, I, I, I don't know how many times he's already done it. Where he's like, "Hey, here's a character. It here she's or it's gonna do something weird. 
and then I'm not going to mention it for like two volumes. Oh, here, here, it's back. And it does something, again, kind of important. I'm like, oh, right. I totally forgot about that person. Or what I love, hate. Oh, here's this character. Oh, this is a cool character. I really like the Dead. Dead. Come on, man. Why you got to play with my emotions like that? Come on, man. So, yeah. Saga, then. Yes. I hate it, but I'm very grateful that we're doing this. Um, but I can't put it down. All right. Uh, next one on my list is Batman, mm. the White Knight. Uh, I I didn't read it. No, Laura actually. Whatever. Uh, I didn't read it when it first came out sure because I, I was like, that. really, another Batman book? Mm-hmm. Another one? You know, there's only like five other ones going on. Right well, now. we looked that up the other day, and we saw that there were like seven books that week that came out. Right. Or right. There, there's a bunch. It was sat- uh, saturated. Was saturated. I did not read it until I mean, Laura's buying them individually because Mark said it was good. She's like, all right, try it out. And she bought all of them. And she was like, she kept asking me questions like, well, what about this extra Harley? What's going on? I was like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, it's really good. You should actually try it. And I was like, all right, well, pull it out, put it in a stack pile. I'll read it. And I binged all of that. Mm-hmm. And then Curse of the White Knight immediately after. Mm-hmm. And then I had to wait until the Harley Quinn came out because mm-hmm. that was after, that was after, after everything. Because I didn't read White Knight until after. Curse of the White Knight was done also. So I just read both volumes back to back. And yeah, I, when it first came out, I was like, another Batman book. I just don't care. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many more do I need? Um, but this one I like because it is its own self-contained thing. You don't have to worry about, oh, where does this, you know, it's building up to this other story or it's, you know, as seen in this other thing. Right. It is what it is. It's self-contained. Mm-hmm. You don't, as long as, hey, do you know who Batman is? You know who Joker are? You're good. Just go. That's Read. Even then, I think some of these alternate timeline books, they do a really good job of saying, this is the good guy, this is the bad guy, and this is where we're going. Well, the and details, do we care that he's an orphan in The White Knight Presents? No. Not at all. At all. We don't need that. Do but, we need to know the backstory between him and Batgirl and him and Robin Nightwing? Yeah, Robin. He was Robin. At the it time. was Robin, right? Yeah. No, that's it, we're, and we're good because it definitely has some assumptions that, like, all right, you're not living under a rock. You know what these characters mm-hmm, are, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is to its benefit of like you don't you don't have to set that all up. Whereas if they were trying to make a movie out of it, chances are they would do. Oh, here's the tension between them and everything. Flashback of this, like, no, no. Come on, guys. We're smarter than this. We know what's going on. Just roll with it. Well, what's funny is. We, we, we're, we're starting to see some of that also in the movies, too. And we've talked about the, the culture, our American culture. We we don't need all that all the time. We saw it with the the uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man. We didn't get an origin story. Yet. We are now. We're going to be getting one. But we, who's we origin? We didn't need right? a Hulk origin, either. I mean, if you remember, they just... The Ed Norton, they just did like flashes of the past, sure. and like here we go, like because we had just gotten that crampy one like two years before one, but it still made the assumption like you know who this person sure. is, okay. Right. Versus Iron Man, the mass public did had no clue who he was, sure. So we got that origin, right? And so we we got two origin stories by Sony before that with McGuire and Garfield, and I just don't I don't think we need that anymore. No, right? I mean, there are some things like okay. For example, the current Spider-Man, like, 
well, we don't really see him actually becoming Spider-Man at all. We don't need it, but that's why we're getting a Disney Plus series where you don't have to watch it with the rest of the MCU. I still will because I'm just curious to see how they're going to do with that. What are you talking about? They're doing they're doing Spider-Man First Class or whatever as an animated series. They announced on Disney Day. They're doing an origin of the MCU Spider-Man as an animated series. With Holland? I don't think so, but I don't know for sure. Hmm. But they did announce that on November 11th or 12th or whatever. I do get tired of some of those websites that are like, hey, they replaced Chris Evans. and No, no, they haven't. Well, the yes, f- in the what if sh- No, that's not replacing. That's just whatever. It's like, stop it. Right. Uh, I mean, by that argument, they replaced the entire Avengers roster in Rogers, the musical. <laughs> so That was awful. I hated it. I don't know who hated it more, me or Clint. Ant-Man wasn't even there. <laughs> anyway. He wasn't even there. Anyway. But, yeah, I mean, we are, so we are getting something like that. do this all day. But they do, they are doing a better job of, with this Batman White Knight, like, no, no, you know who it is. It doesn't matter. Right. Like, you, you know who Batman is. You know who Joker are. You know who Harley Quinn is. And even then, she kind of, in her describing what's making her actually upset, she kind of gives her own little origin story, like, this is where we started, and this is how I fell in love with him. And then he turned into this. And then he turned into this, and then. And it it was such a good progression, though, mm-hmm. especially when they do the White Knight presents Harley Quinn. Like mm-hmm. it's that full evolution of the, her as a character, and it's a Batman book that doesn't have Batman in it at that point anymore. Like, all right, well, he's in jail. Doesn't matter. Right. The story, the world, still moves on, and it's moving on through the perspective of looking at Harley and what she's doing after Wait a the, the events of Chris the White Knight. Are you saying that we could probably kill off some heroes forever? No. And, um... No. There's too much money in that. It's not killing off, it's just moving past for now. And eventually they'll probably do Curse of the White Knight's Revenge Darkening or something. I don't know. Move along. So, Move along. yeah. I mean, that was a series, again, that I was like, eh, pass. Too much Batman. Laura's like, here, read it, explain. Cool. This is actually good. And I, I was mad that I was in a bad mood when it first came out. I just wasn't in a reading mood sure. when it first came out. Which, that's another thing you have to acknowledge. Sometimes, I may pick up this book... You may not be in the mood for it at the time. And just, all right, set it down, wait a day or two, see what your mindset's at. Like, all right, now go into it. Because I know there have been video games, TV shows, all sorts of things where I'm like, no, I don't, I'm not feeling this. And then eventually, oh, that was really good mm-hmm. for one reason or another. So, Jared, do you have anything else on your list of um, things you're thankful for? The only thing I was, uh, main other thing that I was thankful for was uh, somebody had given me a copy of the... Um, first part of the story arc of old man logan i'm like i've got to get the rest of this series so i was pretty happy with that the old man stuff has always been pretty good i feel yeah this is the original back in oh 13 12 it was i hate that that statement is true i i thought it was like 2008 or 9 i could have been i I don't know it could have been 2010 you said back in as if it was a long time ago and then Mm. you said 13 and then i got sad i mean that was like 10 years ago shut it so Uh, that's okay uh ladies and gentlemen time for everyone to feel old 1980 was over 40 years ago anyway uh so yeah yeah that was that was one i was thankful for because that was one of the best wolverine stories out there period in my in my opinion, right? You know, I mean, I well, it took a really cool twist because 
of who ended up being the villain. Yeah. Really? Of all people? Can we just say now? Yeah. Really? Mysterio? Yeah. That wuss? Like, yeah. I mean, how? I mean, he, and he wasn't the, And it made sense. He wasn't the end-all be-all. He was just the end-all for the X-Men. Because everyone had all the villains united together, and they all did their own Correct. Yeah. territorial yes, yes, yes. takeovers. But the story was all about Logan, and so it was just like, really? Of all people to beat Logan... But it makes sense. No, I'm not... I'm, no, and that was the thing. Like, when some of these writers come up with these really off-the-wall, like, twisted... Crap, that... Yeah. That did make sense. Yep. It reminds me a lot of the Injustice Gods Among Us, of what made Superman kill someone. It sure. was the Joker. And yep. he poisoned him to make him think the that Lois was a monster. And so... Doomsday. Mysterio made Logan think that everyone else were villains, and right. Snick, Snick, dead, dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Uh, anything else on your list, Adrian? Do you have anything else? All right. Uh, last one on mine. I'm going to do House of M. Uh, my cousin gave it to me be- years before I started working here at the store. And that was one of my gateway books into the whole jumping. In- I-, I always watched. I mentioned before, you know, I watched the shows and everything, the cartoons as a kid. I, just, I didn't know we had a comic book store. I'm like, oh, we have one. And he's like, yes. And here, read these. And that was one of the things that, I mean, we always say that's a good jumping on point for a lot of X-Men fans. Which is funny because there's a lot of questions that you can end up asking yourself. Like, wait, wait, wait. If you So if you know that Cyclops and Jean have been together for since forever, and then you see him with Emma. Wait, whoa. What's going on? Or wait, why are Mystique and Wolverine? Wait, what is going on? Who's this little kid, Layla, who knows things? Right. You know, and then you're like, well, I got to go backwards now. But that's enough that gets you hooked into mm-hmm. it. Like, okay, I need to figure out what's going on with this, that, and the other. And yeah, it, it's a good jumping on point to say, hey, read this. It doesn't really have any effect with anything right now, but see if you even like comic books. Because this is the litmus test if you even like reading sure. comic books. Right. Yeah. And that had that. Who is the artist for that? I like, I always like their, their style of art. His or her style of art. I'm uh, not sure. Really. I have a picture of the cover in front of me, but I do not, I do not have that information. Here she did a lot of stuff post House of M also, and a few things Avengers too, um, that I, I always thought was really cool. Um, I feel like maybe he did, he or she did the um, some of the Ultimate stuff too. And I like that stuff because they try to put these heroes in a real world. A modern world, like a real world, like our world, like, right? You know, they updated the whole Marvel universe because, right? The Mar- Marvel universe has been very the Marvel Comics universe. It's always this weird present day, but mm-hmm. adjusted because they keep jumping things forward. Like, oh, well, Nick Fury. Well, he, you know, he's a veteran of World War One. Oh, he's a veteran of World War Two. Right. Oh, veteran of Korea. What are they going like, to do with Magneto? Uh, it's a second mutation that he he lives longer. That's okay. Or the whole Krakoa stuff right now, he can just re- they can reborn him with a newer, younger body. That's okay. fine. All right, fine. All also, right. it's comic books. Just don't think about no, it. No, I know, I know. But it's like, I remember when I was in, you know, Auschwitz. I'm like, that was that was a long time ago. He's a mega level mutant. It slows down his aging. All right, fine. I'll give you that. A lot of iron in his diet. Mm-hmm. He can control mm-hmm. that. <laughs> so, with that, we'll say thank you for pe- those of people that gave us those books to read and to have and or whatever. Uh, let's move on to books that came out this week. 
Wednesday, December 1st. Happy December, folks. We're almost done with the year. 2022. It still sounds like a fake number. Mm-hmm. It sounds it like, oh, sure that's, does. That, that doesn't sound like a real year. That's made up. Stop, stop that. Stop that. We were talking about it at work day, and we mentioned one of the team members having a kid. And we're like, was wait, was that this year? Or was that last year? Because it's all been a blur. Because it's all, exactly. And that was exactly like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How old is that kid? I think it's two. Holy cow. Yeah. Last year didn't count. This year mostly hasn't counted. It's weird. So anyway. Hopefully we jump from 2019 to 2022 and go forward. I'm not holding my breath at this no, point. No, neither am I. But anyway, let's, uh, something more positive. The positive uh, stuff. Uh, let's talk Good about books that came out this week that we enjoyed. Uh, Jared, you went first last time. So Adrian, why don't you go first this time? With... Uh, the love story that I've been talking about. The Me You Love in the Dark. Issue number? Five. Of five. It's over. Hey, thanks. Because uh, I don't know what I did with mine. Uh, I've been reading it. I've been letting a buddy at work read it, and he's really liking it. Uh, it was one of those books. <clears throat> written by Scotty Young. Written by Scotty Young. Uh, drawn by uh, Jorge Corona. Yeah. Uh, and each issue was a simple story. A quick read. A quick read. A simple story. All the details you needed with something of a cliffhanger, right? So we we follow this Rowena, Rowana. Uh, she's uh, down on her luck. Um, no, she's got painter's block. So she's an artist and she tries to find this house. I find a place uh, where she can be alone and she finds this house to get inspired to do her next set of art. The lady who rents the house to her, she's like, you probably don't even want this. There's a ghost, they say, that lives here. And she's like, no, that that's perfect. I, I, that might be the thing that I, you know. And then lo and behold, she does find out that there's a ghost. And that's like issue one, right? So each each issue has this kind of cliffhanger where issue two is like, hey. This progression into the relationship between the two. Yes. And it's like, whoa, you are messing with things you should not be messing with. And issue four was like, yeah. You are messing with stuff you're not supposed to be messing with. This is going to end badly. And then issue five is the final culmination of everything. And it was good. Uh, I liked what the the thing did to present itself. I liked the ideas that he did, that it did. I, it. it. Let's go with it. Cause... Let's go with it, because who freaking knows. Uh, <clears throat> or the me. Because it's the me. Yeah, the me you love in the dark, right. Uh Corona's got a really great style of art. I I, I love what he did. Um, and I my only gripe is the last two pages, and I won't tell you any more beyond that. But it ends it ends very fluidly. Like that's that is how this would flow. Like this would just go like just like this. It was a perfect one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed it. Well, and I know we talked about in the past where I was like, oh, it's like a relationship. You know, it's it's new, it's bright, you know. Oh, well, then, you know, it's getting to be unstable, blah, blah, blah. But looking at it now when it's done, it kind of reminds me of like a drug addiction. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, you know, I'm creative, but I'm hitting that. No creativity. Here's here's a substance that right. gives you a high. Yep. You fall in love with it. It's good and good and good. Then you Until realize how destructive it is to you and everyone around you. Mm-hmm. And it ends poorly. So I would say, yeah, this is more of a 
addiction story more than a love story. She's definitely the Nazi from from the Last Crusade. <laughs> from a certain point of view, she chose poorly. Yeah. So yeah, the me you love in the dark is done. Uh, we Laura and I were looking at previews last night and saw that the trade is listed to come out in February. I believe, Yay! So. Oh well, well not too bad. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not January because it's usually like the month after. But there's probably COVID times and whatnot with delays. Image Comics. Um, if you're listening, try to put some of her artwork into the special edition trade that you guys do or whatever. Like some of the concept art and everything yeah, to like, see. Like, well, no, what she was painting. Because right, we yeah. never get a full glimpse of like the stuff that she ended we, up making. We like one or two. Like the one she made of, no, him, like of her. No, full glimpses of the right. stuff that she made. So we do the one where she did the portrait of him. We saw what she showed She showed the me what she thought it looked like. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we did right. see the one. But one. that's about it. But she was supposed to have like drawn like oh, he, five oh. shows worth of stuff. Right. You know, so anyway. All right, uh, I'll go next by Jared a little more time because it is what it is. Uh, or I will say Venom number two. Uh, Venom number two was written by V, or you know Ram V is his name. And what if it's five? Uh, it is what it is. Uh, and I'm not a huge Venom fan. Uh, I know I've talked about it before. You know, I'm not a fan of the movies. I didn't like them at all, but. This story is pretty good. It follows up after the Cam Black series that they did earlier this year. That was a whole bunch of, you know, symbiote God and Eddie and everything like that. And it does follow Dylan where he is the new Venom. He has bonded with the symbiote and he's trying to figure out the rules and everything still. And he has this weird like symbiote guardian cat that turns into a warrior thing. Uh, again, I'm so far behind on the other stuff. Laura probably know it better than I did because she read it before this, but I haven't. And it's just really weird, but it's really cool to see a new Venom. Like, someone trying to figure out, okay, how should I be Venom? How does the symbiote work? How does it affect me? You know, what, what abilities does it, does it have as a known vigilante teaching me how to be the next generation of this sort of thing? And all while, what happened to Eddie? Where's, where's my dad? What's going on? And it's an interesting story that I really dug, and I'm looking forward to more of it. So this is one of the few times, like, hey, folks, check out Venom. I mean, it's two issues out. I'm pretty sure we have both of them still. And, yeah, it's pretty good. It's interesting. Jared. All right. Uh, one on my list was uh, Teen Titans Academy number eight. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I've actually enjoyed this series quite a bit so far. Uh, with They introduced Red X, and we still don't know who it is. So it's still got that mystery going. I think they're starting to... I think they're going to have to reveal it here pretty soon. It's starting to kind of drag with that. But it still shows like um, Teen Titans Academy is basically opened up to uh, bring in the new generation of superheroes and <clears throat> uh, teach them how to be a team of superheroes, pretty much. Be a school, you know. But uh, they've got like a uh, parents bring your kids. We're going to give you a tour of the facilities, you know, just like a large open house. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, this is a slight spoiler, but it's very early in the issue. It doesn't really pertain to the story. Um, if you're an old Flash fan from pre-New uh, 52, uh, Wally West brings his kids, Jay and Iris. They're back in the comics They're now. They're finally back in the yeah. continuity. So they, Jay and Iris are back. So if you were a fan of that, those Flash stories back in the day, you know, this might be one to check out. So I thought that's cool. And going forward, I'm looking forward to more stories with them. Um, but uh, basically, Red X kind of shows up in this and is telling the parents and everyone stories. And, 
you know, I'm not going to give too many spoilers or anything, but uh, Dial H from uh, Dial H for Heroes is in Titans Academy also, the kid. Which you don't see them very much anymore. Not much, but they're actually starting to be more of a prominent role in the Titans Academy uh, series. And I actually like what they're doing with the, with Dial H in this, this story arc. So everything's been good. We've got a cliffhanger at the end. Um, that's interesting. I'd, I'd like to see where they go with it. I wasn't like shock and all, but I'm like, oh, cool, you know. It moves the story forward. Yeah. Or at least leaves you cliffhanger. Right, yeah. Story. So it's been a good, solid series so far. I've I've enjoyed it. If you're a Titans fan, this is a book for you. So, and we're at, this is issue eight, so I'm sure the first trade's either out or solicited. I don't I'm, think it's out yet. I haven't seen it out. I'm not sure. So, but yeah, I've enjoyed the series. It's worth picking up. All right. Adrian, what else is on your list? My second one, <clears throat> so it's, it, you know, you pick something up because you have no idea why. Why did I pick this up? Uh, because the cover looked interesting, so then you went and got issue one. Okay. And, like, you we, said, was we, there issue one out? And I was like, yeah, it came out, like, a month ago. Which it does have, like, this, I don't know, it's reminded me of something. Snow? Christmas? I don't know. Anyway, The Human Target. Issue two. Issue two, and I'll talk about issue one. Uh, this guy doubles... For security. So the issue one starts off with him doubling as Lex Luthor because there's uh, intelligence saying that Lex Luthor is about to be assassinated at his next event. So it's this guy. He also finds out that he is dying. The bullet actually poisoned him and now he only has 12 days to live. And he knows that one of the JLI, the Justice League International, is the prime suspect. And... It just reminds me of a gold like um, Bond story, a Sean Connery Bond. Sean Connery Bond. Um, the artwork. I'm not gonna say noir, but I'm not not gonna say it's not noir. It's like a colorful noir. Yeah. Like if you take it, think of that style of book and just make it colorful. It's got uh, kind of a sketch look to it. Uh, everything is a little bit dated. The apartment he's in is dated. Uh, even the driving down the coast scene is a little bit, you know... Cheesy. No, just that old-timey... Yeah, so... Um, I, I like the inner, inner dialogue that he's got going on in his head. Uh, you're following him through this through this mystery. And I just noticed this a minute ago. The pin-up calendar on the back has, on issue one... Day one crossed out. Issue two. Issue two. Day two is crossed out, and he only has 12 days to live, and there are only 12 days on that calendar. Um, I thought it was really I'm, I, 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 You know, I already have it on my pull list. Um, the style is retro. The writing's good. It's Tom King, and he's written tons of stuff for DC. Uh, unfortunately, one of his uh, more bigger titles recently was kind of a flop. Uh, Heroes in Crisis, but it started oh, yeah. off really well. Yeah. Um, and this is a 12-issue series, so it is a contained... It's not like going to go on forever. Yes. There is, there is an expiration date on it, so to yes. speak. And it's black label, so it's not necessarily in continuity or anything, so they could go whichever direction whichever they want. Way, with, way, way, way. With Which, 
I think Black Label, the DC has never has not actually come out with a full stance of saying it's continuity versus right. not. They said it's rated R. That's the full thing. Yeah. It's going to be a rated R series. Yeah, right. most of the Black Label stuff I've found that it's not continuity, Correct. but this could be. It could very well be. The two color artwork here, three color. Uh, just it just it's pretty, and I, I just love the story. And I'm only two issues in, so I'm really I'm really excited. I'm sure it'll word it'll read really well in 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 trade, and yeah. All right. Uh, next up for me, I'm going to do a twofer for my. Did I say the name? Yeah, he said human target. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, the next one for me, I'm going to do a twofer, two halves because they I enjoy them both. Uh, is first one the Marauders number twenty six. Uh, I'll be honest, folks. Some of the previous issues, I've been kind of like, like I love the series that I started, mm-hmm. and then they did the Ten of Swords and Hellfire Gala, and I just like, eh, guys, you're you're losing me. Like, get sure. back to the main story of the Marauders of their whole thing. Quit trying to wrap it up with everything else. Mm-hmm. Like, let them do what they do best. And this issue number twenty six is back to them doing their thing at the best. They are back to being pirates. They have their own pirate ship. Uh, this time it's a floating pirate ship, though. It like, looks like a classic, you know, an old-style sailboat that's just floating along over the over the seas. Oh, like Pirates of the Caribbean or something. Right, yes. Right, right. I'm like, um, what's the difference between a classic pirate ship? Like an actual sail... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sail, sail barge. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, and you said floating, and I'm like... Um, all boats like, float. Like floating over the sea, like hovering over the seas. AKA flying. Yes. Uh, but it still has the, it still has the sails though, which is weird, but whatever. Um, but the reason why I love this, cause the cover has, looks like a, a monster of some sort. And then there's ice exploding. Mm-hmm. You find out there's a drunken Fin Fang Foom. Who's Fin Fang Foom? Alien as guardian ish. Gigantic. Don't worry about it. Other than that, dragon who wears dragon. shorts. Who a dra- Well, because he's got to cover up. He's modest. I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, the Hulk wears shorts, so why can't Fin Fang Foom? Anyway, he shows up. Bobby doesn't wear shorts. He shows up. He's drunk and he's looking for more alcohol. Supposedly, the Krakoans have this new set of alcohol that's really good. And he's like, "Hey, hey I want that," and just like starts stealing it and is threatening about destroying everything. And Iceman Bobby's like, "No, not." Like, you're a giant. This is my domain. I got this. And this issue really shows off the Omega levelness that the Iceman can be. Mm-hmm. Like, that no one ever takes him seriously. He's always, he's like Spider Man, where he's always quippy and like joking around. Like, you don't realize, no, he's still super powerful. He just has fun too. I think Iceman knows how powerful he is. Now he does. Now he does. I mean, you remember House of M, after House of M, he. He thought he didn't have any powers, and Emma said, "No, no, you are you're an Omega level. You just need to unlock their potential." And she oh, helped yeah. show him that, and that is the case. But anyway, he is full on like, "Okay, fine." And if you can control water and and turn it into ice, if you're in the ocean, that's a lot of resources that's there. A lot of resources right there. So he turns into this gigantic ice man and like beats the living snot out of Fin Fang Foom, and he's like, "Don't you like step off? This is my territory. Get out of here!" Like. Earth is under our protection. Go. And it's just really cool to see him, like, full-on unleash and go against him and stand on his own. So it's just, it's a, I don't always want a giant fight of something and nothing else going on in the story, but this one really delivered with that mm-hmm. fight. And there was some more story with the whole Marauders organization, all that stuff in the back, background, too. But it was just cool to see this gigantic fight. 
Uh, and then my other pick of the week is Trial Magneto number four. If you remember some of the previous issues, I wasn't super sold on. Yeah, you haven't been liking the first couple issues. Uh, but this one is things are starting to come to a head, where it's in a good way, where Scarlet Witch is back, and or I should say, Scarlet Witches are back. There's a past, present, and future Scarlet Witch, and they, you know, the present one they regenerated her. She didn't have her memory. They gave it back to her. She's like, "What? I did what? How are we gonna get an old lady?" How? No, aren't we going to? I mean, we did in this issue, so. No, after this. Or am I thinking of a different book? I'm not oh, sure. Oh, there's an old lady widow. Yes. Book. Like, that is the same, same storyline as Old Man Logan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Uh, right. But this, it was really cool to see the, basically, hey, Wanda, this is your life. This is what you did. Because they had a backup from before House of M. So they mm-hmm. said, all right, hello, you. Uh, by the way, you missed a lot. Here's what I did. And she like started freaking out. Like, how how could I have been so awful at this and everything? And holy crap, it was really good. And she's like, it has a cliffhanger. Like, oh, well, I want to see this final issue because it's the trial of Magneto. We got to see who killed her. Because it started off with the death of Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. And like, all right, this is the, we're finally going to figure out who was the one that killed her. And she used a younger version of herself for the memory and the older version of herself to help each the all three help herself pull herself together, remember everything, and then fight these monsters. And it was really good. I'm excited for it. Like, oh, I'm excited for the final issue now. One was one I enjoyed. Two and three were meh. Four okay. This is I'm into it again. Let's let's go. Well, when you look at the last page, the last last page when it because since House and Powers of X, we've had this very specific reading order like. X-Men 3, and make sure then you read at Marauders 4, and then you read New Mutant mm-hmm. 7, or whatever. Inferno has been taking a while. Right. And so we're going to get Inferno 3 out of 4 or 5 next. And then we're getting the final issue after that. So I'm wondering how they're going to tie in the tell, the final issue of this, with what's going on with Inferno. Because I've really been liking that. Like I've, I've been saying for the last couple of years, the shoe's going to drop. This right. is too perfect for all of mutantdom. Something has to happen. Because in the X-Men, they did House and Powers of X, a uh, soft reboot in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, then after everything after that was subtitled. Which was super fun. Which was, I recommend it. But everything after time. that was subtitled The Dawn of X. Mm-hmm. Uh, then around issue, let's say, 12 of everything, it changed from Dawn of X to The Reign of X. I mm-hmm. believe after Inferno is going to do the fall of X. Mm-hmm. There's the whole Jonathan Hickman chapter of the X-Men. So I think it's Hickman. Yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah. So it's his big <clears throat> vision of the X-Men. So right. I'm interested to see. I think Inferno is the kickoff of the fall of the X. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, like you said, the other shoot that's dropping mm-hmm. of everything that could be bad. So, yeah, that is Trial Magneto number four. Five should be coming out in about a month or so, give or take. And yeah, check it out. Jared, what is the last thing on your list? Last thing on my list was Night Nightwing Annual 2021. This was a great book uh, written by our good buddy Tom Taylor. Uh, Red Hood is framed for murder, pretty much. And uh, Nightwing and Barbara Gordon kind of intercept a video of what had happened. And Nightwing's like, okay, I got to go find Red Hood, you know. So it's ba- they basically like, like a brother book. Like Nightwing doesn't believe that... 
Jason Todd killed the guy. So they're, you know, it's got an investigation, but it's really a, a good bond, uh, uh, brotherhood bond story arc between the two. It has a flashback of when he was uh, still Robin and, you know, Nightwing and Robin kind of not, well, I guess, yeah, steal the Batmobile. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there, there's some good story in this. Um, basically, they are going to figure out what's going on they delve into jason todd's backstory a little bit in this also with his mother being a drug addict and uh his anger issues when he was younger and even current <laughs> so but it, it was a great brotherly book that i i it was just really good it's standalone you don't really need to read anything else you should though yeah you should but uh, if you just want a single issue nightwing book that has red hood this is probably one of the best ones I've ever read. All right. And with that, folks, we'll say, sorry, Jared. We're done talking about Nightwing for now. Yeah, for a I while. guess so. <laughs> I suppose I, I, we'll I talk about something else. I, I know you got them in for two categories, one for the give, so. gifts and then one for the week, books of the week. <laughs> but let's move on to Saga Volume 6 Recap. Spoiler or, alert. Or spoiler alert. Spoiler alert is the section, is what we're going to call it for now, until we change it next week. Uh, this contains issues, was it? Some through... 31. 31 through, through 36, I think. Yeah, 36. Because 6 times 6 is 36. Yes. Where it should end. Yep. Um, what do you, so, recap everything that's gotten to this point. Uh, Alana, Marco, love, have a child. They're Bad not stuff supposed ha- to. Bad stuff happens. I mean, that's quick Alana recap. gets kidnapped. Alana gets no, kid- um... Not, uh, uh, Their love child, Hazel. Uh, Hazel, thank you. I completely lost that. Gets kidnapped, and, and, the they get sep- is... or, and they get separated. And now we're getting to the point where it's going to be a rescue mission soon. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Alana and Marco are going to bust their kid out of baby jail, Yep, I guess is the so. best way to put it. Uh, so the previous issue, it, the, it ended with a age jump again where Hazel is a... Four-year-old. Four-year-old. I was like, thank you. I was like, I forget how old, but she's old enough to be a talking being and like actually have thoughts and stuff where she's in school now because everyone needs school, even when you're on the run from everybody else. And in jail. And in jail because they got captured by, uh, was it Alana's side? Yes. The wing side. Fall, wing. Or, um, N- no. Um, yeah, it was Alana's side, her side of the army. The freelancers. No. Well, no, the, the guards of this of this jail cell or this planet or whatever. Oh, yes, is Alana, is Alana's yes. side. The yes. the planets, not the Moonies. Yeah, yep, you're right. Um, where, uh, what do you what do you do with what is it, the non combatants, the enemy non combatants? You can't just like throw them in jail because like they're not actually fighting you or anything. They're civilians that are just on the wrong side, basically. So like, all right, well, we'll put them in this education center. This re-education center, this prison re-education center, because we don't want them to do anything, and we'll keep them on our planet so we don't get bombed, so they don't kill their own people trying to bust them out or whatever. They're protecting them. From themselves, of sorts. No, that's not true at all. Uh, But anyway, they are, it follows her and her grandmother, which is Marco's mom, Mm -hmm. that are trapped in this prison, of sorts. And she's in the school, and like there's this, the teacher that they showed last time, which is like a spider, a sp- yellow spider, 
I'm thinking kind of like a praying mantis. She kind of like a praying mantis. I was looking more praying mantis. Because she actually has arms. Because the the stock was more of a spider. This one seems like more of a praying right, mantis. Right, right, right. The slender figure. Um, yeah, where she's the... I want to I want to have a conversation with Fiona Staples and be like, what's going on inside your head? Or or Brian Kivon, because it could have been his idea. And yeah. just like, hey, make Yeah, but she's like the this. artist. Yeah, but well, she... he could just be saying, make this one a praying mantis. And she's right. like, all right, all right whatever, all right. you know. Uh, Either yeah. way, I'd, I'd love to have a okay. conversation with them. I want to have a conversation with them and be like, what's going on inside your head? But anyway, they're in they're in jail. And I mean, I don't know. This volume seems very light. Like it's, I don't feel like we have to go into a whole lot of detail for yeah. this volume. Because it flows pretty, right, it does pretty smoothly. Yeah, it we does. got the whole adventure, the separation, which really wasn't a separation. I, I think we're gonna get some of that after a fact, but mm-hmm. I think this is the good uh, resetting up for what's coming yeah. next. Yep, uh, kind of rebuilding say, the story. Yeah, their time in prison really it, got, it didn't get that bad. It no. got bad, but not like right. So not horrible. The biggest thing from this issue, I think, uh, so issue, what is it, 33 then? Yeah, and you, gotta, and you got to remember, she's on the winged creatures' planets now, so she's kind of got to, and they think she's... She, they think the she's horn. a Mooney. Yeah, uh, Mooney. Uh, with the horns. 31. 31, sorry. Um, so she still has to hide her wings right. and stuff Oh, you like mean that. Hazel. Yeah, Hazel, I'm So sorry. the big reveal for this issue is... Hazel was like, oh, the teacher's like, oh, I, you know, I feel like there's something wrong and you're not telling me, you know. Read this fun book that your mom was reading to you and I didn't know that and now you're crying and now you have to tell me right. something that you're hiding. And so Hazel's like, okay, I can trust you now. Here, ta-da, I have wings also. Boom. <laughs> she freaks out and just like faints. She faints, ladies and gentlemen. That's the biggest thing. Like, really, does anybody just faint from shock anymore? Is that... That just seems a little overdramatic, but it works well in this context. It does. Where she faints and then hits her head on the table, where it looks like she's she, dead. She's dead. Like, we get a honk you know written what? on it and puddle of blood coming around her head and all discombobulated. I love Hazel's response to seeing that, oh, fart. Yeah. That's that's her curse word as a five-year-old, how, five-year-old is fart. I enjoy. I enjoy that. I think the fainting actually works really well for the character to kind of show her sincere goodness. Right. Her sincere, just innocence. sheer joy and innocence uh, to be teaching these kids. Because she, she truly believes that she's doing a part to like, okay, I'm going to re-educate to help you live in society. Right. Not, I'm not here to brainwash she's not you. not in a prison school. She's in a school. Right. Right. You know, to her. It's almost know? like a... just. She kind of treats it like a low-income school, like a public school with low funding. Like, eh, she doesn't treat... I'm saying she doesn't see them as prisoners, though. She's like, oh, it is what it is. So. And the uh, shock of her being the only, like, crossbreed species like that also. Right, like, that's impossible. And, right. oh, oh, crap, what are you doing here? Like, yeah. this isn't right. Right. Uh, the, so that's the end of 31. 32 has a hard turn with... Alana Marco, where uh, it definitely looks like Marco's given up his passive pacifism, like that first page. Mm-hmm. Move and <clears throat> dies. I'm just gonna cough through that one because that's definitely not PC for me to say on this clean episode of, po- of the podcast. Your uh, mouse. Yeah. 
Um, and it turns out, well, there he's just acting. It's a heist. It's a heist. It's of a sorts. heist. I really like it. And he's, I think, as she said, he really got into the part. Like he improved it. Mm-hmm. Like he's a good actor when he is forced to be. And he's he's not super proud of it, but I mean, they are doing this to save their kid. Like they don't care. They said that like nothing will stop them from saving their kid. And yeah, it. They are oceans elevening or oceans. They're oceans in it. Yeah, uh, where they need to find where the prisoners got taken to mm-hmm. and find the location and how to get there and everything. And it's pretty interesting to see the solutions and the bluffing that they use to get past security, get the guards, get even get into the records room. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're looking for records of the ship that... Uh, that captured them. That captured them and... They captured Hazel, Hazel and, and the, grandmother. the grandmother. So, and they had found it and... Yeah, they're gonna try to save them. I like the banter back and forth between them two. Like, yeah, we we have a few issues where it's like, you know, potential domestic abuse. We have potential uh, substance abuse. We have a marriage about to fall apart because marriage can be hard, right? Yeah. And then it hits the fan. They decide to fix it, and we're seeing the culmination of that decision to decide to fix it. You yeah, know? they're working together. They're you know, kind of picking towards each other a little bit. Uh, and then they make up. And then yep. they make up. Physically. Because mm-hmm. this is a clean show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after they make up, it goes back to one of the B storylines of oh Prince Robot and Goose. I love Goose. He's so great. Like, he is... I think this volume is... Somebody needs to hit Goose over the head. I think this volume is my... The reason why I love Goose as a character. Yes, I got it too. I was just moving on. Uh, because he is so innocent yeah, so protective mm-hmm. and more intelligent than what his cute furriness looks like. Yeah. Like, he looks like a bumbling fool. Like, oh, you're so cute. But, like, no, he's actually a sentient being. Was it in the last volume where he's like, oh, yeah, because what's-his-face is Odin on the bad... On the bad... The bad trip. The bad trip. And he's and he, he repeats that the, the blood of Robot, Prince Robot... Will make them throw it all up, and he's like, "Hmm, really?" While he's holding an axe that's three times his size. Yeah. Interesting. Like, he's vicious. I'm gonna cut you now. Yeah, right. I will make this work. Uh, but yeah, it's Goose and I forget what Prince Robot has renounced his title and name as the Prince Robot because mm-hmm. whatever. And his Chun the Squire, where the son's like, "Oh, look." The shooting star, and that you can definitely it shows the age jump again because we last saw him as a baby, yeah, and now he looks almost the same. He looks almost more mature than Hazel is too, right? So I don't know if their species just grows faster because I'm guessing it's the same amount of time has passed. Okay, I will say this I about think a previous so because, volume. Oh, yeah. No, I was okay. going to say, and later in the series they do meet up somewhat. So I think this is the same time frame as current Hazel, but I, I still think she's older than. He looks older than Hazel. Oh, yes. Agreed. Is yes. what I'm saying. I think the robot species, based off of this, matures and grows faster than whatever species Hazel is. Right. At that point. I, I just think that whatever species has TVs for heads, and when you become the king, you become a large plasma TV. It's just weird. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I don't his know. His dad, like right. King Robot. Or was he born with a flat screen TV? Or did it just, did they do a, all right, uh, we need it for a tune up, sir. Hold on a second. Lowly, move your head into this other right. head. Yeah, I, how did, I, I, I don't know. And then he actually had a human body, not a gray body like Prince Robot and, and his wife Yo, had. I hope we don't get the answer to that, honestly. We had uh, black and white TVs back in the day. And yeah. now, you know, once. Didn't she make a. So, comment about so what, that? eventually, oh, a... eventually they grow into a VR oh. goggle set. <laughs> anyway, Dang. but yes, they did. They did the explanation like, oh, based off of different classes. Okay, you're of the lower class because you have black and white television. Oh, you're oh, yeah, the right. wealthy because you have a full color screen. Right. So yeah, uh, that's it for issue thirty two. Thirty three. Um, we're back to the reporters. So this is the C D E story. I don't know where. They find out that they don't they don't have to give their secrets anymore. Like they the when the brand yep. injected them with a the mm-hmm. curse, like, hey, if you try telling about the story, you will die. Like your head will explode, you're dead instantly. And what do they do? They test that theory out of telling the boss of like, hey, we know this is what's going on. And the boss is like, so? Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And all of the other writer are like, what are you doing? That could have killed you. Well, but this job was killing me out of boredom, so I had to take the risk. Is basically what he said. And I do like them as characters to see someone else in that world figure out what's going on within everything, too. I, I think it's a little overkill, though. Like, I, I feel like they're written for the audience, but the audience is already reading this. Yeah, I like, actually you agree with here? you. It, their story arc does... It's a little redundant. Yeah. But I think... They'll be more growing out of it, so I think that's why they're doing this backstory right now. I think we will see a more importance of them, like once they actually reach everybody else, and like, okay, we're gonna tie all these stories together, and this is where they meet up or whatever. Yeah, but we're already reading the story. Yeah, I mean, it, there's also filler. I mean, but this, what their story does, though, it brings back the will. And the will has seen better days, folks. Holy uh-huh. good lord! Did he eat a person? Uh, and a half. Um, he has taken his recovery and the death of his sister very poorly, and he eats his feelings away. He eats all of his feelings. Like I remember when I first read it, I was like, "Oh, I didn't really notice it." But then when I go back and reread, like, "No, holy crap, he is huge!" Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he has gained a ton of weight. He got diabetes. Uh, I mean, I don't want really to say that for sure, but he's definitely on that definitely on that road. That's yeah, where I, I do, was. I do want to back up diabetes. just a little bit because I think the two reporters are starting to dig deeper into the story uh, because they interview um, the the dance instructor, the dance instructor where um, Marco had taken the sword and shield off the wall. Mm-hmm. So that does and confirm then, where he got the sword yes, and shield from. It wasn't yep. just an Easter egg in the background, right? So it was. Uh, you know, I think they're actually going to play a more pivotal role later on, but I think they're going to keep uncovering stuff after, you know, three, four issues after it actually happens to where they're actually going to catch up. Right. So I think they are going to intersect paths at one point because I honestly, I know I've read it before, but I don't remember later issues. I don't remember their story arc too well offhand. Uh, I'll tease it this way with Remora Saga. Everything gets sad. Exactly. So yeah. it will end poorly. Uh, so that is the end of that issue. Uh, moves on to issue 34. He's yeah. still crazy, by well, the way. 
you're talking about the will. The will finds the two reporters. Yes. And that's, yes. The, that's, that's the, the connection of, the of them yes. with that. Yeah. Uh, 34, back to, meanwhile, the possibly dead teacher on the floor. She's not dead. You wait, find wait, out wait. she is not dead. She's just unconscious. She's just half dead almost, let's say. Mostly dead. Mostly dead. Not Which is very dead. different than entirely dead. Right. But one of the inmates sees Hazel standing over, you know, the corpse-looking teacher with horns and wings. A so... relatively random, yes. let's say. It's not part of the family that knew about the secret. No. It's someone discovering the secret right. by discovering this, this. This character is um, different herself. Yes. That you'll see she, earlier. She's but... transsexual. Yes. I wasn't sure how PG, you know. I mean, it is what it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, transsexual did find her, so she's like, okay, I know what it's like to be different. Go ahead and hide your wings so no one else sees you and uh, wants to kill you or something. It's like she says, I know exactly where you come from with hiding who you are. Like, that's yeah. that connection right. that she's like, oh, I'm not going to rat you out because I know what it's like to hide who you, right. your identity and stuff. Right. Uh, so then jumps to Marco and Alana, where they, hey, they caught up with Prince Robot and Goose. Yep. Love Goose. He's so fun. Um, where they decided, all right, time for a good old-fashioned team-up. I love the meeting, though, because Prince Robot's just like, go back aboard that sad excuse of a rocket before I shoot you both in your bladders. And they're just like, friends! They go up and start hugging everybody. <laughs> because, well, Frendo. Yeah, Frendo, Frendo, the, the walrus, uh, walrus, space walrus, and Goose, and the Goose. shepherd. Yeah, they're, they're all hugs and everything like that, and Prince Robot's just like, I'm going to kill you all. <laughs> yeah, and... They, they begin the negotiations with yeah. Robot. Yep. Um, goes back to Hazel where the teacher's like, all right, uh, I know what, you know this book and everything. What is it? Anyone who thinks one book has all the answers hasn't read enough books. I really enjoyed that line. Yeah, I did like, too. Like, oh, yeah, they always thought that was great, but come on. They need to read more books because yeah. not one book has all the answers. All the answers, especially this trashy romance novel. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's the teacher deciding, okay, what can we do now that I'm, you know, conscious and I, I'm aware of your scenario? How can I affect this and how can I help you from this point going forward? Uh, back to diabetes. The Phil. <laughs> the Phil. I'm going to say the William, because he has he's gained enough There's weight. Extra. He, he's, he has extra room for the, the rest he's of the letters. The, yeah. Um, where he just fights a giant dude. He's crazy still. He is out of his mind. Also, literally because he's just high on drugs all the time. Because that's how that's his coping mechanism to his sad, sad life. Mm-hmm. And then the teacher decides, going back to the teacher, oh, I'm actually going to help you escape. End of the issue. Let's get you out of here. Like that seems kind of kind of bleh, but it is what it is. Um, thirty five again with the William. And the reporters, uh, he like Phil. where he's making them give out sources and figures because he wants to kill the people that are responsible for the death of the stock, um, which is the spider lady, the was His in the first girlfriend. volume, ex girlfriend, ex girlfriend. They were on a break, right? Um, and, and his and he's talking to her and his sister. Well, I mean, he's less vengeful about that. He's more so. Ven- he's still on the crusade to avenge, avenge the stock. Yes. So, like, we do end up seeing the brand coming back later, but eh, not so much. 
I needed a cough drop. I'm sorry. Well, that's why I'm waiting. I'm sorry to edit it out. That's future me's problem. Uh, more of Marco and Lana. It's like just talking on the ship and figuring out playing with the Prince Robot of how to... I was thinking about this earlier. I'm going to be really sad when their tree either burns or gets chopped down or something. It's an awesome spaceship. It's an it awesome spaceship. And it's a freaking tree. And, and I came to the realization... That my strings, my heartstrings are going to get pulled when it dies. Because it's a character. Like, it is. It's it a is. character that doesn't say anything. It, mm-hmm. It's a vehicle, but it is a full... It's the Millennium Falcon it, of Saga. Yeah. Well, no, because the Millennium Falcon up until recently didn't have any sentience. The tree seems to have some sort of protective instinct, almost. The Millennium Falcon is just bat crap crazy and stubborn beyond all reason well i'm i'm gonna say this it's the iconicness of mm-hmm. the million falcon it mm-hmm. is their version of that like this is their home mm-hmm. right is the tree um more prison stuff where they're planning the escape yeah she's uh, getting a box and she's gonna carry hazel out okay. in a box i'm gonna put you in a box and we're gonna get you out of this place we're gonna hide you underneath dirty laundry and this is a maximum a security who Tries to teach people, and she thinks that's going to work. Well, because no one ever wants to touch dirty, snotty smocks, craft smocks. Yeah, you know, on her day off, when she's not normally there, she made a special trip this day. Like, there's a Mm -hmm. lot of things. Like, Mm -hmm. you are not a master heist Mm -hmm. puller at all. No. I'm not a master heist puller, but I wouldn't have tried that. Right, like, it's not going to be, it's not working out the best. Meanwhile, Alana and Marco, they have magic. And you know, magic is a good is a better way to break into a place than dirty a box of mm-hmm. dirty smocks. And Marco makes a bit of a leap of faith where he's like, "There's only so many charges left. I have to do this by myself. I know you want to come along, but th- there's just not enough power for this." Because he's there. Okay, I there's enough power. I can go there and come back with two people. Mm-hmm. That's our kid and my mom. Like, mm-hmm. so Alana, you can't come along. Like, I know you want to, but too bad. And he just jumps right through. Um, the will then finally catches up to Prince Robot's son, the and and Goose, the son and Goose. So you remember Prince Robot is the one who killed the stalk. Correct. From issues like the first volume. It was the first mm-hmm. volume, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the will catches up to like, oh, this is the child of the murderer of my love. So I, mm-hmm. I will. I will kill the one that killed her, and I'll kill everyone that he loves, too. So, I'll, yep. by a right. turn, I'll kill this kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I love Goose. Hurt, hurt the, boy. the boy. And Goose will chop you deep. <laughs> and <laughs> He's holding his battle axe again, riding the walrus. It's hard to tell if he's riding or if he's just standing on it. He might no, be standing, yeah. It's hard to tell with him. He, he's not very tall. And just, again, he's so great. Like. Yep. Oh, you're so cute. Oh, you're vicious. Oh, you think you're vicious, but you're not. It's just, it's ridiculous. Uh, And then the final issue of this volume, issue 36, or chapter 36. Uh, Marco gets to the school through through his magical teleportation. Marco gets to the school. uh, Goose is getting ready to fight with... He's taking names. Let's be honest. He's about to take the Will's name. Well... I mean, he's getting ready to, and then good boy, the dog, like, nose darts his walrus, and, like, you just see the goose go flying. <laughs> like, tiny little guy does, oh, it doesn't stand a chance. Yells, friendo! And then, 
He hisses. He hisses a mean old <laughs> face. And he goes full on battle mode too. Like he does some damage too. I will say that uh, he does help Will Phil lose some weight, uh, yeah. lose some digits. Uh, he chopped off a few four fingers, of finger. four fingers off of his right hand, and uh, and then he gets punched to the ground. That was kind of cute too. <laughs> it's like you got one hit. You better make it count, and just instantly knocked out. But back to the prison heist where. Marco is seeing Hazel for the first time in how many years at this point? I mean, he last saw her as a baby Mm -hmm. and like, and she immediately recognized him. He's all nervous. Like, I don't know if you'll recognize me. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you recognize this toy. And she's like instantly breaks down in tears. Like, of course she does. And the heartfelt reunion continues. I love the reunion with his mom right before that. He's like, Mom, you have tattoos? You know, she's right. got some prison tattoos now and everything. She's like, I love the life. And I, I do love the continuity where she is still missing her one ear that got bitten off by mm-hmm. the skeleton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the heartfelt reunion, and then... Cuts, Another heartfelt reunion. Cu- cuts kinda. to Goose lying down, <laughs> knocked out. Uh, the squire has the white flag on his screen of saying, you know, don't hurt him, please, whatever. Then all of a sudden... The stock or the brand is back where, oh, Will is super high out of his mind and and crazy. And well, I mean, that goes with hand in hand with how high he is. He's crazy. And well, yeah. he's hallucinating them, right? He's mm-hmm. hallucinating yeah. a whole bunch. Yeah. They're not actually there because they're both dead from previous issues. One got bitten in half by a dragon dragon who peed on everybody. Yeah. That was the dude. Yeah. The dude dragon. Yep. Well, that was the female dragon that peed on him. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the male's the dude one here. dragon is the yeah. one that... That bit him in, bit her in half. Uh, then, so, all right. Um, Marco uses his teleportation abilities to create wormholes to send the kid home. He's getting ready to take his mom home. And she's like, no, leave me. Like, I'm thriving here in prison. I don't know what that says about you as a person where you're like, oh, I could be free. No, no. I thrive in this prisons. Well, you have scenario. to think about it too. Like that was one of the things that she, uh, when she kind of had that fling with heist, the author of that trashy novel, mm-hmm. it was weird to her. It didn't come to her naturally. Right. But she was kind of complaining about, you know, we've seen war. That's where we are. That's who we are. And it, so that kind of, I thrive in prison. I'm a soldier. I'm always fighting in some way, shape, or form in prison. That's where I need to be. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. Well, and she she's done being a warrior. Mm-hmm. She knows she can't be a warrior anymore. She's, she's like, I'm too old for this. I'm too old for this crap. Get that reference? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay. Uh, and Great it's like, no. And I don't... And meanwhile, the other... Uh, Prisoner. Mooney. Prisoner. Yeah, the Mooney. Uh, she's like, all right, hey, if you're not going to go, yoink. yoink. <laughs> she just slips right through. That I don't hilarious. mind. Run away. Like, well, you're dumb. I'm, I'm out. And then there's a bit of a miscommunication where she teleports in and sees. Alana. Uh, sees Lana. And like, like oh, uh, wings. Punch. Yep. <laughs> Prince Robot's getting ready. Oh, hi, you're punching my friend. Blaster ready. Then Marcos comes in. No, wait, everybody stop. And the whole actions have consequences, blah, blah, blah. Then you find out the cliffhanger of the issue where three become four. 
Alana is pregnant with another child. I love when their expressions up. on their faces, though. Because they Alana's didn't know. huge smiles, like, really? Marco's like, whoa. Oh, crap. Yeah, I mean. If life isn't already complicated enough. Yeah, it, it's it's another cliffhanger. Like, oh, now where's this going to go? And it's interesting. Especially, I love how she's like, oh, I'll never hit a pregnant woman. Wait, how do you know? I can smell it. Like, mm-hmm. just they can smell the pheromones that, you know, just uh, first first walking through the teleporter. Like, just boom, there it is. So, it's interesting. But that is Saga Volume 6. So, next week, Saga Volume 7. More Saga. And then Volume 8, then Volume 9, and then we wait. So... With that part, we will say, Jared, do you remember the final section? Oh, crap, no. <laughs> that is the Heroes of the Week, be it comic book related or otherwise. Jared, I will buy you some time. I'll go first. Appreciate that. Uh, my Hero of the Week is also the Hero of last week. Uh, and that is our good old friend Adam for giving me a metal uh, imprint of Dark Ages number three. Uh, did I show you mm-hmm. that to you? Okay, I, thought, I don't think I showed it to yeah. you yet. Oak and... Captain America smells of oak and varnish uh, or something. The, yes, because the, the last episode I talked about, this is my favorite panel of the week, where Gabby is talking about, like, oh, that's not Captain, Captain America wasn't here. Captain America smells like a solid oak table and duty. And he printed oh, that. Right. He had that printed out on a steel platelet thing and had a frame and everything. It looks really cool. D-U-T-Y. UTI. What? It's been a long day. It's been a long day. Uh, and he printed that and gave it to me. Uh, thank you, Adam. That's really awesome. So you are my hero of the week. And keep on listening to the podcast. So, and he proved that he listened to it because it was like just that same week. Like, wow, that was fast. So, yeah. Adam's my hero of the week. Mm. Adrian, do you have a hero of the week? Or should I go yeah. to Jared? Did I buy him enough time? No. <laughs> All right. I had one. I really did. Oh. Um. Resident Evil 2. Oh, good lord. That was awful. That was... Oh, oh my goodness. Great. That was just bad. Um, The staff over at Purple Feet, they made my Vesper that I wanted. And they went and got the uh, ingredients for it. And they are perfecting the recipe. And you'll be it's not will- always perfect. But you'll be willing to try it every time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Purple Feet. They are inside of Alter Ego. Um, same building at the lab. Same building at the lab. Um, they're a wine boutique, and um, if you tell them that Adrian sent you, they'll make you my drink. If that's Vesper, folks. If you if they don't forget what it's called, and you need to remember, that's a Vesper. And if you think about my pick of the week, the Human Target, and John Connery Bond, um, James Bond. Uh, yeah, it's a martini. All right. All right, Jared, we bought as much time as we could. All right, uh, I'm going to go with um, not Nightwing, but Bitewing. Ooh. We made fun of this guy before. That's the dog. They, that's the oh, dog. that's right. That's the dog that, that's right. uh, that, he, that Nightwing has adopted. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I forget what the other name was that the dog had. I don't Taser remember. Yeah, Taserface. But I know Barbara made the joke, what? You can't have two names? And he's like, touche. That, that's, yep. that, that's fair. They have two names, <laughs> right? That's that's why Nightwing was like, oh, that's that's fair. But like Bitewing, that was such a great ad- addition to the the whole dynamic there. I loved it. There you go. And we just got a new puppy on our end, so oh, puppy. that dog should have been my hero of the week, Shandy. 
you should have called her Bitewing. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, come on, man. Go you, change his name. You call She's your, still young enough. You call yeah. yourself a Nightwing fan. We call, even like Dick We Grayson? called our dog Peter Barker because we're such a Spider-Man fan. <laughs> but no, you can't go Bitewing. All I mean, right. you're letting us the down, dog's going to have two names now. There you go. There you go. We can get you. We can well, get, if, he, if he's a real superhero, yes, that's true. We, we can get our costume for Halloween. Yeah, a year for that. So yeah. it'll be good. Yeah, or for a free comic book day. You can. Have her cosplay that, with you. It's not a bad idea. There you go. People love dogs. It's great. So, with that, folks, we will say thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast. If you're listening to this on Facebook podcast, say, hey, just share it while you're listening. If you're listening on any other platform, hey, just share it while listening. Mm-hmm. If you're listening don't forget on, to go to Facebook. And don't forget to go to MySpace, ladies and gentlemen. That's oh, right. Yeah, right. MySpace.com <laughs> slash Alter Ego Comics Presents. Uh, I haven't gone to it in a while, but probably more recent than most of our listeners have. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm still proud of that one. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, listen to the store, uh, follow the store on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I need to talk to Mark. We we haven't done a TikTok in a while. We should do one of those again. Just no. because, yeah, why not? No, why not? I mean, we can share it to Facebook or whatever, so it's still there. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for talking to us about stuff in real life about the comics and the podcast and everything. Um, yeah, and we'll be back hopefully next week. He called her Tubby. <laughs> she called him Tubby. That's right. Wait, what's... Alana called uh, Marco Tubby. Oh, that's right.